Captains and welcome back to Rank Amateur. Today in Rank Amateur, we actually don't have a ship to, you know, go over. Uh, today, I thought I would dedicate to the recent economics rework. And uh, maybe if you're watching this later, it's not so recent, but the economics rework nonetheless. And I'm going to share my opinions on this, and they may differ from yours slightly, or a lot. Or maybe not at all, but we're going to go over that nonetheless. And we'll go over a little bit of uh, World of Warships uh, news. There really hasn't been too much um, other than the economics rework. We had the introduction of the new British battlecruisers, which are basically just better British battleships. There's now basically zero point to grinding the Conqueror because uh, the... the uh, uh, St. Vincent, which is the tier 10 uh, for the new British battlecruisers. They call them battleships, but they're, they're actually battlecruisers. Um, they are just essentially more extreme version of the Conqueror. Now, the Conqueror does have higher DPM, and I believe it does more damage with its shells. I think it's like 100 more damage or something like that. But it has vastly less of a... Um, fire chance. I believe the St. Vincent has like a 63-something percent chance. I, I think 63 percent chance of starting a fire. And uh, it has around the same reload. So it's it is very... Uh, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. Other than the terrible tur uh, turning circle radius of these new battleships and their behemoth size for their you know, nine guns, there really is no reason to play the Conqueror anymore, unless, I mean, unless you want the better armor, because what, is the, what does the Conqueror have over the St. Vincent? Well, it's going to have better armor, it's going to have technically better DPM, and that's pretty much it. Uh, what does the St. Vincent have over the Conqueror? Well, it has the same heal as the Conqueror. It doesn't have the same armor, but it has speed boost. I believe they have hydroacoustic search as well. They have homing torpedoes, or slightly homing torpedoes. Uh, it, it, it's a little bit funky, but basically, uh, if I recall correctly, you more or less pick a vector to, that they go down there to stay on that vector. Um, it has torpedoes. It has larger guns. It has the same reload. And, it, I mean, it's faster, it's, you know, and I believe it's more accurate as well, or around the same accuracy, a little, maybe a little bit more accurate. Um, so, yeah, there's, if I'm picking a tree, it's probably going to be going down the, uh, I'll go down the normal British battleships until tier 7, because I, you know, I want the King George V, but the other one, I mean, otherwise there's no really real reason for me to go down other than it's, um, historical and the uh, British battlecruisers line is historical until tier six so um, there's a new industry Titans event I mean to be completely fair I haven't really been playing world of warships that much I've been kind of you know 
not really feeling the game recently, so I've decided to move to more playing Elite Dangerous, and I'm having a blast in Elite Dangerous right now. Eventually that will flip, I'll get tired of Elite Dangerous, and then uh, go back to World of Warships, but for now that's the way it is. Um, new French cruisers in Tech Tree, you know, to deal with that. Uh, obviously there's the economic rework. We will... Um, we will definitely go over that, or that's the subject of this episode. We'll go over that later. Um, just until later, um, well, basically, camouflage is our cosmetic now. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, interface changes, just, you know, quality of life updates and stuff like that. Um, the bots have been made more intelligent in training and co-op battles. Essentially, um, AI-controlled aircraft carriers will now move to the nearest capture point if less than 30% of the carrier's allies or, or surviving allies are left in battle. Um, that makes no sense. Why did they say that in their passions? 30%, less than 30% of the carrier's surviving allies are... Well, if you're left in battle, you are you are surviving. So, okay. It should just say allies left in battle. Or less than 30% of the carrier's allies are surviving. Guys, kind of a weird typo. Must have been lost in translation there. Um, bots will now be less likely to ram one another, run into islands, and co-op paddles. We've also enhanced the autopilot. That's very nice. Um, so they updated yeah, U.S. destroyer models, uh, and there's some very minute changes to uh, various dimensions in uh, the Sims, Sims B, uh Samson, Wix, Clemson, Nicholas, and Farragut. Uh, I mean, they all look pretty nice. I, I really do like it. Um, it's nice quality of life things, because these uh, models haven't been revisited since I think the game launched. So, yeah, these models wouldn't then be seven years old now. So, yeah, definitely needed a re revamp. You got the clear clear windows now, more detail, everything. Very nice to see. Hopefully they're working on the American battleships, because those need an update as well. Uh, rank battles, yeah, there's a new season. Um, brawls, I was having a blast in brawls. Uh, they're now over, or at least the round one is now over. Um, it's now tier eight ships or tier seven ships, so I'll probably still have a blast with my Huga. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, they were a lot of fun when they were around, so I really hope they keep putting brawls in. Uh, new naval base, uh, special projects complex, uh, adjust the XP and um, earned of playing super ships at your clan naval base. Division stars are back. Armory has Collingwood now. Um, yeah, that's the Tier 7 British battleship. It's a replacement for the Nelson. Uh, it has 419mm guns instead of 406s, but it does have three less of them. Uh, yeah, and I've, I haven't checked if this one's uh, for free XP yet, but it'd be really nice if it was. I don't know why they took out the Nelson, and where the heck is the Rodney? Like, the Rodney's the more historically significant one. Why did we not get that? Why did we not get that in the British Battlecruisers update? I mean, I guess it would be kind of an outlier, but still, like, why did why are we still not why have we still not gotten Rodney? I'm I'm still kind of mad about that. Anyways, I mean, it looks all right, so not really interested in it, but whatever. I mean, you know, I say I'm not interested, and I'll probably end up buying it in about six months, but whatever. Um, yeah, so uh, new permanent camouflages for Hawk, Duncan, and Saint Vincent. They also did tier eight, nine, and ten, respectively. British battlecruisers, new British commanders, British flag or tons of flags, not just British ones. Um, uh, new ships have been added to the premium tier 9 container, which is the Z44, Azuma, uh, Dalian, Giuseppe Verdi, 
Tulsa, Kearsarge, Carnot, Groningen, Pomeran, Aguirre, and Marco Polo. Uh, there are some new ships that are going for testing. Uh, the pa uh, Pan American Destroyer, or Super Ship Destroyer, Dar Darlarna? I don't know what it is. Uh, new uh, Tier 8 German Battleship and Halt. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's German. Um, new Premium Tier... Premium? Premium? Okay, alrighty then. So, new premium uh, tier 8 Japanese submarine I-56. And we have a new premium tier 10 Spanish destroyer, the Alvaro de Brazon. And uh, some game balance changes to the uh, American destroyers. Uh, they removed the possibility of mount propulsion modification one upgrade to uh, kansas minnesota and vermont yeah just some adjustments to where hp is distributed as well as some uh different movements for armament uh the samson has had its 457 millimeter torpedoes replaced with 533 millimeter torpedoes the characteristics of them are the same uh different basically they're just changing aa mounts uh in shifting, like I said, shifting uh, hit points around. They did move a whole gun turret on the Clemson from the superstructure to the deck and the stern, so the fan tail, and it can now rotate 360 degrees. Mm, they increased the number of mortars on the Nicholas, and yeah, I mean, there's not that much changes, and just, you know, bug fixes and stuff. So, uh, not many other events going on right now. Got the introduction of the first Italian carrier, the Aquila, or Aquila, one of the two. I don't know. Pick which one you think is right. But uh, it was never built. Well, okay, it was. It's kind of the same thing with the Grass Zeppelin. It was being built. It was like almost complete, almost ready to go, and then, <laughs> and then Italy capitulated. So yeah, there's that. It would have been cool, but um, you know, it 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 seems all right in game. <sighs> It's just that it's got those crappy Italian torpedoes. That is the biggest problem that we're seeing with this right now, and the the absence of dive bombers. It has rocket attack planes, and it has torpedo bombers, but it does not get dive bombers. It is, um, I guess, not super been received super well in the World of Warships community, particularly by people like Sealord Mountbatten, who he actually published a video uh, questioning whether it's the new worst carrier. I mean, it is in the same tier as the Graf Zeppelin, but it doesn't have the secondaries of the Graf Zeppelin. So, um, I mean, I guess I haven't really checked it out too much for myself. I'm not a super huge fan of carriers, although I have been very tempted to buy the Baron, or the Baron, 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 I don't know, French thing, tier six. Um, yeah, so I've been tempted to buy that one just because it's very different from everything else. Um, we're seeing only eight 135 millimeter guns, model 45, 1938 mounts, uh, sh or shield mounts. Um, you know, some AA defenses. It it may it may be all right, and maybe people will figure out how to play it. Uh, that usually happens. The ship looks terrible, but then people figure out how to play it well, and then it uh, ends up being really good. So by the time you hear this, maybe it turns out to be a really good ship or something like that. No idea, but. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, not looking super great for the Aquila right now. Although it is cool that they introduced it. So, let's talk economics rework. So, 
Here's my, I guess, my two cents on it, and this the very summed up, shortened version of it is, it's alright. It's, it, it's alright. I mean, it's not bad. I'm not one of those people who's just literally complains about everything that World of Warships does. Uh, by the way, those Reddit posts where you complain about how World of Warships is, or how Wargaming is doing bad things in World of Warships, literally all sound the same. The arrangement of carriers may be different, but the message is the same. Wargaming, me angie, fix like, do you think Wargaming's really going to listen? Not really. Uh, just because they changed the game because they're trying to work something new doesn't mean it's going to stay the same way, and it doesn't mean that it's necessarily bad. So that's what that's what I think that people should keep in mind. But if they should have gone about it differently, just looking at it for a pure economic standpoint. And the reason, the speculated reason why they've done this, and of course Wargaming has never said anything specifically about it, is that the economy is a bit broken in World of Warships. And they've been battling this issue for a little while now, but essentially credits have become super inflated. They're, they're not worth what they used to be. Credits used to be something that would take super long time to accumulate. You know, you would actually essentially have to fund your high-tier gameplay by playing low tiers. And now credits have become, through bonuses and camouflage and premium count, have become something of an accessory to many captains. Now some people like me are constantly spending their credits because they don't play World of Warships that often and we're mostly free-to-play player. So we we still kind of, um, not struggle, but we, we have to manage our credits more uh, carefully. But a lot of players, they don't have to. And so it makes it so that people only play at high tiers, and that's not super great for, you know, wargaming because they don't they don't only sell high tier premiums, right? They depend they're a free to play game that depend on selling premium ships and premium account, you know, to succeed. So it doesn't bode well for them if people are only buying tier 10 premiums. If they're only buying tier 10 premiums or tier 9 premiums or something like that, then, I mean, they quickly run out of tier 9s to sell. So when they introduce a tier 7 premium and no one buys it, that's kind of an issue. And I mean, I'm not saying that no one buys it, but this is Wargaming we're talking about, so they want a lot of people to buy it. And if there's not a whole lot of reason to buy a low tier premium, then people aren't really going to buy it. So... Uh, they definitely had to tackle this issue. So the first thing, or some of the first things that they tried was introducing brawls at lower tiers, uh, reintroducing the operations at lower tiers, which are coming back, I believe, to uh, tier eight uh, later this year, which I am super excited for. I want to use some of my tier eights to, you know, kind of wreck some bots. I do really love operations, so this makes me very excited. But anyways, back to the topic. They they try to get people to play at lower tiers and give people reason to buy these premium ships and just to distribute the player base a little bit more evenly, uh, give Matchmaker a break. So, um, or and, and correct the matchmaking issue of always being up tiered in tier sevens. So, that kind of worked. It kind of didn't, because as soon as the event was over, people went straight back to playing tier 10s. And it wasn't like Wargaming more or less thought that maybe if people would play it at tier 7 and enjoyed it, they would stay at tier 7. And it turned out not to be the case. So then the next deal was to run auctions. And for absurdly huge amounts of credits, you could purchase, you know, 100,000 coal, you could purchase ships, uh, like the lighthouse auctions, you could purchase flags, and other rare uh, assets that Wargaming offered up. And this is essentially just to skim large amounts of credits off of the... Uh, 
the we'll say the elite in uh, World of Warships, and it works pretty well. Um, but they could that auction was very limited from the start because it there was a set number of credits that they were going to collect from people, and usually it would take like 150 million credits off of one person's account, but it wouldn't do anything about the person with 80 million credits consistently sitting on their account. So they were forced to create more direct or take more drastic action. And so what drastic action did they take? Well, they took the economic rework. And normally when something becomes inflated uh, in an economy, we take like the like real economies, like the U.S. economy or the British economy or the French economy. Um, when things become inflated, uh, re- the price of resources goes up because, uh, or like when people's earnings uh, increase, a, aka become inflated, then the price of resources increases because of the fact that employers are paying more for labor, labor's a resource, and that cuts into their profit margins. And in order to maintain their profit margins and stay afloat, uh, these employers, who are also you know business owners and stuff, charge more for their products, which essentially cuts into the newfound purchasing power of these uh, workers who are being paid more and essentially just i guess steps up the economy if you if you will so prices increase or wages increase but prices also increase and this proceeds usually at a healthy roughly equal amounts but sometimes it can get out of balance and you can cause an inflationary crisis or a recessionary crisis and it's a recessionary crisis essentially when prices increase too much but wages don't and an inflationary crisis is when wages increase but prices don't so then you get people buying tons of products products don't become they don't become as valuable and spending just gets out of control and then inflation gets out of control and then purchasing power decreases and yes so that is uh in that is the gist of it but in a hyper regulated economy like the world of warships economy this typically doesn't happen as much because there's no exchanges between players or anything like that this is a just a very complicated way of explaining that they should have increased the prices rather than decreasing the earnings because it, you look, take a look at a real economy and i did take a whole year of advanced placement economics last year so i do kind of know what i'm talking about but um so in a real economy Wages don't typically decrease, or at least in, like, real wages don't decrease. Or, I should say, nominal wages don't decrease. So your actual wage that you see in, like, your paycheck typically, typically, unless you transfer jobs, does not decrease. It usually increases maybe, like, 3% a year or 4% a year for inflation, or if you get a bonus or something like that, it increases, but it typically doesn't decrease. So that kind of makes... Wargaming's actions not make a whole lot of sense because it's very complicated to take someone's earnings away but maintain their purchasing power because that's deflation and deflation is also known as death for an economy. So they had to be very careful about how they went for this. And that's why it puzzles me why they didn't just raise the prices. So if, I don't know, a batch of signals, like economic signals, cost 2 million credits before, I forget what it cost before the economics rework, but if it cost 2 million credits, why did they not just raise the price to 2.5 million credits? Why did they not just raise the price to 3 million credits or something like that just to stop this 
pretty well i'll call reckless spending by players i guess reckless earnings make it the earnings mean less to the players because everything has increased in price why did uh, the cost of ships not increase why did the, uh, why did the cost of post battle post battle service not increase why did they not just adjust this across the board across the board 25 percent price increase and this is just a combat excessive credits in the world of warships economy bingo problem solved game mechanics unchanged that's what I don't get. Why did they not adjust that first? I mean, if that didn't work, then you could start rebalancing the economy. But it seems way more complicated to adjust the player's earnings rather than adjusting the prices. Because Wargaming sets the prices pretty easily. I mean, it's just... I mean, it's slightly calculated, but it's kind of arbitrary. So, why? I guess that's my biggest question. Why did you do that? But, you know, I'm not Wargaming... They probably have the reasons for it. Maybe it'd be worse for the economy. I don't know. We'll just we'll assume that you know they have the reasons. So if you are going to increase uh, or decrease someone's earnings, rather, this is probably the best way to go about it. And they kind of tried to do this discreetly in this economics rework. So for those of you who maybe don't play World of Warships as much or haven't logged on in a while, essentially what they've done is they've taken um, all the aesthetics that provided economic bonuses, so signal flags and camouflages, essentially, and they've made them cosmetic. Well, they've actually removed economic signals, but they've made camouflages purely cosmetic, and as a result, they don't cost as much. You can pick up a permanent camouflage for 200 doubloons now, which may sound great, but they've also removed the fact that it reduces the dispersion of uh, ships firing at you, and they've removed the detectability buff. They're now just baked into the ship. So... That's, I mean, it's cool. I do, it brings it more in line with other games where camouflages and, I mean, aesthetics don't really affect the game any more than just targeting. I mean, obviously, if you put the Dutch camouflage on, which is literally blaze orange, maybe the enemy ships would have a better time uh, reading your speed or something and targeting you. But besides that, it has no effect on the gameplay, and that brings it more in line with other games. So I do like that. That's, I feel that good. And now you can get a cool camouflage on your ship for basically nothing. And I really do like that because it allows you to mix and match your economic bonuses, which is rolls into my next topic greatly. So how did they replace these economic bonuses? Well, they're just kind of, they're basically just, they look like placards on the port screen that you can select how much you would like to increase your economic bonus. And your economic, what your stockpile of camouflages and economic signals have been roughly converted into uh, into uh, XP. So lots of veteran players have like 500 different, uh, or well over, usually around 2,000 different types of bonuses and things, sometimes more. Obviously, your six-year veterans who play basically every day are probably going to have more like 10,000, maybe 15,000 bonuses. But your average Joe is probably going to have around 2,000, 2,500 bonuses. So these bonuses range from uh, buffing your commander XP, buffing your free XP, buffing your shift XP, and buffing the credits income. Notice one here that's completely missing post-battle service cost. There's no way to reduce this anymore. And this is the thing that the World of Warships team kind of snuck in there. They didn't really, I guess, make that point abundantly clear. You cannot buff this anymore, which is the real kicker of the update. Because the update in itself, other than that, is 
quite good. I mean, it's led to an interface remodel and things like that. I mean, other quality of life updates, I actually do quite like it. That thing, though, is kind of tricky. But it's not totally bad, because it essentially makes it more extreme. So if you imagine, like, an exponential graph of um, uh, credit earnings or uh, battle participation versus credit earnings, imagine that on a graph, and as you participate more in the graph, or in the graph, in the battle, that graph is gradually going to go upwards, or that line of earnings is gradually going to go upwards. And it eventually, as you participate more, will increase at an increasing rate, a.k.a. be exponential. So... This is, you know, pretty typical, right? We've known about this. This is how the economies work for a long time. Well, essentially, they've now made that more extreme. So that will... It, it, the middle will have a net downfall in credit earnings, you know, as World of Warships was looking for, but the ends will now be more extreme. So on the low end, say you either go AFK right in the middle of a battle, you lose connection or something, or you... Um, get nuked right away, you get caught broadside or something, get nuked right away, and don't do much, you will end up earning less credits in that same situation than you would if that same situation happened before this economics rework. So you will pretty much get, be guaranteed to earn nothing in uh, that battle. You'll probably actually lose credits unless you're playing, like, Tier 4 or something like that. Especially, especially if you're playing a Tech Tree ship. So... Yeah, and if you do all right in a battle, you can expect to earn around the same credits. Probably, I would say about a hundred thousand less. So maybe not around the same credits. I they have the earnings have decreased. Um, or well, you can expect your earnings to decrease by about as much as the post battle uh, service cost was, uh, without bonuses or anything, which may seem like pretty obvious and it is but that's about how much you're gonna be making less so it is kind of a struggle especially at high tier to make credits um unless you're just applying absurd amounts of credit boosters um but at high tier and well actually at any tier if you do really really well you could expect to make more credits now than you did before because of the way they've adjusted credit earnings. And it's not that much more than before. I'm not talking Missouri levels of credit earnings, but you can expect to make, I don't know, a healthy 75,000 credits, maybe 100,000 credits, depending on the tier, more. Uh, and especially, uh, you know, what ships you shot at, if you shot at higher tier ships, or if you shot at lower tier, or ships that are tiers lower than you, it really depends. It's highly variable based on the situation, obviously. So, yeah, that is... I guess that's maybe that good. It's it's making it worthless to just go AFK in a battle and try and collect XP, um, because you won't. I mean, not collecting XP, collecting credits because you won't. Not that many people do that. Well, I mean, there's a fair share of people who do that, but um, it should make that pointless and effectively eliminate that as an effective game strategy, and it will make people more likely to play because if they don't do anything, they're just going to lose credits, and if they keep doing that, they're never going to uh, be able to advance in World of Warships without paying their way through the game, which I know people do anyway, so it may not completely resolve that problem, but it should, I guess, definitely provide an incentive to actually play the game, so that's nice. And it does increase the value of the premium ships that you have 
by a, by a lot. I mean, I know people are accusing World of Warships of wanting more revenue and everything and trying to sell their premium ships even harder, but let's be honest, most of the people who are doing the complaining already have bought all the premium ships. So it kind of ruins your point because of the fact that you've already bought the premium ships anyway, why are you not happy that they're more valuable? It's not like you can't get premium ships for free anyways. Look at the armory. All those coal ships, completely free. If you're actually willing to sit down and play the game, you can get the Napoli for free. You can get the Pomeran for free. Yoshino, Forest German. Like, some amazing ships. I mean, Salem, look at these amazing ships. Yeah, and Grosser Kerfers. Grosser Kerfers is this new sort of more brawling meta, which greatly contrasts with last year's meta. Absolutely amazing. In brawling, I mean, it will get eaten alive from far distant, uh, long in long-range conflicts. But you know, in brawling, amazing ships, fun to play ships. These are free and they're more valuable. And I think see that as a net good. I mean, I guess you can say that they want to sell more to newer players, but newer players already gonna buy premium ships. What you're telling me, I can buy a turpitz for forty bucks? Yeah, sure. Here you go. New players are going to buy the ships regardless. I don't really think this is a push from Wargaming to overly monetize the game. Now, if premium ships were only available in drop boxes or something like that, yeah, that would be a push. But I don't think it's that big of a push. If Wargaming actually wanted to sell more stuff, they'd do it way more aggressively than this. I mean, it just... Uh, yeah, that's my opinion on it. If Wargaming actually wanted to sell more stuff, they'd do it more aggressively. Because the people who are actually concerned about this new econo economic system already have bought all the premium ships or already have their fair share of premium ships. And the fact that they're more valuable makes me happy. So, yeah. It, it makes higher tier gameplay more costly. And I guess maybe it would make more people committed to the game because they don't want to lose credits. I don't know. Um, I, I see this update as, I mean, not really changing all that much or not good. Your premium ships, they're more valuable. Credit earnings, when you're uh, when you perform really well, they're around the same. Or they're they're better than before. Now credit earnings when you do alright, I mean they'll be a little less, but not too much. It's not like they just nuked your earnings. They did if you do nothing. That's that you can expect to earn nothing no matter what you're running. You can run a premium account modif uh, premium account credit modification, you'll probably still break just break even. I don't think you're gonna earn anything in that. Um and it does make high tier gameplay more costly, so you won't see as many people in these high tier battles, and you you will not see people playing super ships anymore unless they just want to pour credits straight down the drain. Because you will you may break even if you do if you have an average battle in a super ship running premium account and everything, because their post battle service is what like three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, something like that. It's absolutely insane. Like you may break even. I mean, if you have a killer battle in a condone, you might earn 300,000 credits, which is pocket change at that tier. It That is cool. And uh, now people who just sit in submarines doing nothing will be hemorrhaging credits. So I see that as being good because that means there's less submarines. Now, it will probably mean that you see more premium aircraft carriers being played uh, just because they could do a lot of damage and earn a lot of credits. But at least you'll be saying less of those Soviet things around because their post-battle service is uh, pretty expensive. Now, you may it's probably not going to be that noticeable. You'll still see lots of those carriers, but at least there's a bit of incentive to at least move to a premium aircraft carrier? I guess, I don't know. 
Uh, whatever you know it's not going to really affect it too much but you may see less of that uh probably see less submarines definitely see less super ships which i am all for because i am tired of getting nuked in my uh kitakaze by uh zorkies and uh, yamagiris and stuff if they could be less common that would be great and this is what that update's done so i see that isn't that good the only thing that they've really done is just reduce credit earning just a little bit and while I still think they should have just changed the prices of things and increased them by 20%, 25%, maybe less than that, I I still think this is not a bad way to go about it. It's, it's a kind of a strange way. It seems like an overly complicated way to go about uh, adjusting the economy in World of Warships, but I don't see it as a bad way. Um, I do like that... Uh, it's, Camouflages are super cheap now, and if you just don't want camouflages anymore, uh, a real good source of credits is selling off your camouflage supply because some people have millions or tens of millions of credits of cheap camouflages built up. So sell them off if you don't want them. You'll make credits last you a week, or maybe even more depending on how you play. If you play as often as I do, you'll probably last three months on that many credits. And it's still... You can still grind credits in operations. You can still grind credits in... You can still grind credits, period. It's easier with a premium ship. It's easier with premium account. But you don't need it. And it pushes you to do well. I mean, you'll be punished for not doing well in battles anymore. Or now, which maybe that'll get rid of some players who are just potatoes. It'll be, the game will become too hard to play for them. That's a net good. So, I mean, we still really do have to wait and see what this update's going to be like and how it's totally going to affect the game to get the the full scope of this update and see if Wargaming really did make the right decision. But as it looks now, I mean, it's looking all right. I mean, it's a, it's either a net good or a net neutral, in my opinion. But I don't really see much wrong with this update. I mean, in the catalog of things that World of Warships has done that have been bad for the game, I don't think this is really on there. I mean, yes, it's not on there as one of the things that World of Warships has done that have just saved the game and everything and made it so much more fun to play. Yes, it's it reduced your earnings, okay? And I know the frustration of seeing, wow, I actually did decent, but oh, crap, I, you know, only made 300,000 credits. And yes, yeah, you know, you're going to have to run more boosters, and you're probably going to have to ask for some, uh, or request some crates and stuff instead of, uh, economic signal crates instead of just going for resource crates. Um, I guess it adds more variety to the game. You actually have to choose at that crate screen now. You can't just keep clicking on resource crates. Um, just Or containers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I mean, I see it as fine. And I really wouldn't be interested in seeing your guys' opinion on this. So if you want to... If you want to share your opinion, I'll read it out on the podcast next... Or uh, about two episodes from now or so... Uh, whenever I get around to it, uh, because I will be out of town next episode, so I'll go and uh, pre-record an episode, so there will be one uh, airing, but it will not have any of your uh, uh, critiques or uh, comments on my opinions in it, so uh, expect that in about a month, but yeah, I just, I don't see this as really all that bad. I mean, British battleships, uh, are probably the biggest problem that's been introduced in this uh, in this update uh, because they're HE spam. But other than that, I don't I don't see it as bad. I mean, if you guys if I've overlooked something, uh, be sure to let me know. 
uh, by emailing again to rankamateurpodcast at gmail.com. I will uh, be sure to view your comments, critiques, questions, and opinions, uh, and ship suggestions as well for next episode. Or not next episode, two episodes from now. And until next time, captains. Thank you.